1: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Good news yesterday. Finally, we got the dates through for the Australian Open. After much debate, it was pushed back, but it's locked in for the 8th of February. It's going to run through to the 21st next year. It's three weeks later than usual so who better to get on the line to discuss that is the premier tennis coach in the world if you don't mind he's also a Port Adelaide board member and he wears many hats Darren Cale is his name killer thanks for your time again Kane and Andy good morning probably no surprises but we eventually landed on February the 8th is it a good outcome Yeah, I think so,
2: considering everything that Tennis Australia has gone through, considering that they thought they were going to be able to get the players in early December and have a big summer of tennis here. And then clearly what happened in Victoria scared everyone there and they had to go back to the drawing board, get everything done again. And I just, you know, looking through what Tennis Australia is going to here to actually put this event on with the biosecurity and the hotel costs and the charter flight costs and the suit and the medical, just everything that they're having to pay for to make this event happen. Uh, We as tennis players are very thankful it's going ahead. I know it's three weeks later, but certainly uh, better to be going ahead than than being
0: cancelled and waiting until 2022. So given Killett, we've got a blueprint. Do you think uh, all the top players will turn up? Yeah, I reckon most will. I think that
2: we've tried to go through this as clearly as possible and, and five hours, it's the two week quarantine, which is the issue for players coming down and, having to be in a hotel room for two weeks. Now, they're allowed out for five hours a day, and that's a great thing. So you get a couple of hours on the court, get an hour or so to work in the gym, uh, a little bit of food, a little bit of stretching, and then back to the hotel room. You can't come back out of that hotel room until the next day when your five, five hours comes up again. So that's a little bit different. It's not too bad for all of us returning Australians that have come back in and had to do hard quarantine for two weeks. Um, the tennis play is not necessarily that, used to it in the sense that well it's kind of our life anyway mm. we go to the tennis courts we go train as hard as we can we we work for five or six hours a day you go back to the hotel rooms you might go out to a restaurant but a lot of players are staying in the hotel room anyway so but our, our lives are not too dissimilar to what they're asking us to do for those two weeks so i think most will come you might get the odd player that won't come but i think most will turn up
1: was the conditions negotiated by and with in consultation with some of the players killer and and who are the the key decision makers from a a tennis perspective that would have been consulted
2: well i think craig tyler has been trying to get this up for months so from a tennis australia perspective he's the one that's been pushing this through and and most of his negotiations clearly would be with the government and whoever's looking after the biosecurity over there but with the atp and the wta so they go directly to the bosses Steve Simon from the WTA and Andrea Cordenzi from the ATP. And to get this through with the players, they are the two people, the, the people in charge of tennis that they would have to get it through with. So Craig Tiley would have been in direct communication with those guys. Uh, the players and the player council from both the men's and the women's tour, they've been meeting every week. So basically going through updated restrictions about the two-week quarantine when the tournaments are going to be on how far they're going to be pushed back to what they can expect when they come here to Australia so it's been a real long ongoing process but thankfully we've got a date now a little bit complicated with the qualifier you guys
1: heard about what's happening with the qualifier well it's going to be played all around the country isn't it is that yeah. is that what's happening and what will the key events be
2: yeah so the problem is getting the internationals out So the victorian government is only letting 1,000 internationals come in mm. in regards to this tennis tournament. So if you count all the players, you've got 128 in the main draw for both singles. That's 256, and you have plus two or plus one for for most of those players. It gets to a thousand pretty quickly, and then you double that with qualifying. It's 128 in both the men and the women's draw. So what they've decided to do is run the qualifying early January. The men's is going to be in Dubai and the women's is going to be in Doha or it might be the other way around. But they're running the qualifying outside of Australia, and that's going to limit the amount of internationals coming in because only the successful qualifiers will be coming into Australia, and it's 16 for each for each event.
1: Sounds pretty reasonable. We know some players like to travel with a large entourage, some just happy with their coach and perhaps a physio. What will the restrictions be on the travelling parties for each player? Is there a cap on that? Yeah, so it's come out that it's plus two for the top ten players,
2: I believe, or the seeded players, top uh, plus two, and for the rest of the main draw, it's plus one, and then doubles is a little bit the same as well. But there aren't going to be some exemptions, and, and kids, players that have families and small children will be exempt from that. Uh, so if Serena Williams is coming into town, clearly her family will be exempt, and she'll be able to do that. Roger Federer is exactly the same. So... I think Tennis Australia will do its best to make sure that they are sensible about it. But, you know, if you're ranked 50 in the world and hoping to bring your mother and your father and a friend and a coach and a physio, that's not going to happen clearly. So, Australian Open previous years has always been a great destination event. So, a lot of the players do turn up with really large entourages. And getting a player badge, a guest badge at the Australian Open has always been a bit of a struggle because there are so many hanger honours that, that come to the event. Mm. But... Tennis Australia this year has, has put a cap on it and it'll be a pretty
0: lean and mean event. Gun Aussie tennis coach and Port Adelaide board member Darren Cahill joins us this morning on 1629 SENSA. Killer, um, can you give us a, a schedule for Simona leading up?
2: So she will go across to uh, Abu Dhabi to play. There's an event the week before the players are due to get on the charter, event, uh, charter playing, which is on the January 14th and 15th. So Abu Dhabi is from the 6th to the 13th. A lot of the players will go over there and try to get some matches in before they get on that charter plane before they go into quarantine. She'll go into quarantine 15 to the 30th. I'll shoot across to Melbourne, go into quarantine with her and the team and hopefully get a chance to do some work with her during those two weeks. And then we all come out, all the players come out on about January 30th and Tennis Australia is putting on a bunch of events before the Aussie Open starts on February 8th. So I think the ATP Cup is happening. It's going to be a a cut-down event with only about 12 teams. The ATP also put a $250,000 tournaments, And then there's two WTA 500 events, all to be played in Melbourne. I'm not sure where they're going to be played just yet, mm. but there's going to be a bunch of tennis on going into the Australian Open. And that's just to give everyone a chance to get some competitive matches and certainly to get used to the, the heat and conditions that they should expect in Melbourne around that time as well. And then, of course, the LZ Open starts February
1: 8 the uh, Australian Open being the first Grand Slam of the year do you think the other majors will take a, a keen interest on how the Aussies handle it and will they follow suit for the for the rest of the tournaments across the year? Yeah it's a bit tough to judge isn't it Kane? because we're so different here in Australia where our
2: philosophy has been to stamp out the coronavirus mm-hmm. and, and as we're seeing in Sydney at the moment at the moment there's a community transmission uh, all hell breaks loose and everything gets shut down so that's not the policy for the rest of the world. And most of the countries in Europe and certainly America are just well, going about their business in a normal fashion. They're, they're trying to take measures to, to stay away from the coronavirus, but they're not doing a great job of it. But they're still running the events anyway. So to, to replicate what's happening here in Australia, I think is nearly impossible. Uh, what I try to stress to Simona, and she has a thousand questions about coming down here as well, and certainly about the quarantine is that once you get down here and you get through that quarantine, which is not going to be too bad, once you get through that quarantine, welcome to normal life for the large part. Mm. You can go out to restaurants, you can go to the beaches, you can get in the car, you can go shopping. You, you don't have to worry too much about... You can still be careful, but don't have to worry too much about what you're going through at the moment in Europe or America. So for those four or five weeks that you're going to be down here in Australia, it's going to be a great time for you and a breath of fresh air, certainly.
0: Let's just say, uh, Kiel, that perhaps some of the top players don't turn up uh, and on the men's side of things. um, Tanasi Kokonakis. have you seen his return? Uh, Because we're we're quietly getting excited over here. We're a massive fan of him. And uh, what he's been doing in Melbourne uh, has been nice to watch. Yes, sure has, hasn't it? And he's just had a
2: horrid run with injuries and some sickness. And I know Tanasi pretty well. He's an Adelaide boy. He works incredibly hard. We all have our fingers crossed for him that he can continue this. He's won a couple of UTR events, uh, which has been great for him to get those matches in Melbourne. And the best part about it is not so much him winning, but staying healthy and getting through those events. And what he's had a lot of trouble is he, he does a lot of training, builds up momentum, he plays an event or two, and then he's been breaking down. And it's great to see him get through those two events and not do that. And it's just going to be a building block process for him over the next couple of years, and, and hopefully he doesn't rush it, and he Certainly deserves to be given an opportunity to play. Can I also mention another Adelaide boy, Lee Tu? Uh, Lee Tu's, uh, I don't know if you remember Lee Kane, he was a, a local junior here about six or seven years ago, one of the best in Australia. Um, lost his way with tennis a little bit, so retired from the game for about four or five years, but he's just starting to get back into it now. He's on an amazing run, he's been working incredibly hard the last 12 months. I think he's about 40. Three and three in UTR events wow. around Australia so far in the last six months, and he's up against uh, uh, Ricky. I'm just trying to think of his surname. Uh, it's a huge final today for him to play across in Sydney, and he's doing incredibly well. And he's going to certainly be in line with the Premier Australian Open uh, qualifying uh, wild card. if he was to get through this one today. So uh, good luck to lead a uh, young Adelaide boy He's doing incredibly well.
0: Absolutely, best of luck to him. Hopefully, uh, he gets the chalkies today. Um, Just in terms of Nick Kyrgios, is this set up for Nick to finally sort of, I suppose, inject himself or launch himself and be that major contender that we hoped that he'd be for a while?
2: It's a bit of the unknown as well, Hazy, isn't it? Um, I reckon this time off has been good for him. We're guessing a little bit with Nick, uh, but he seems to be in a good place mentally. Uh, Looks like he's doing a bunch of hard work. We had another young Adelaide boy that went across to Canberra and did some training with him for a couple of weeks and spoke glowingly about how much that Nick gave him feedback and and included him in the practice and worked incredibly hard. Uh, Looks like he's been doing a little more work off the court as well. And so I think to just really get those batteries all charged up again, uh, reinvigorate himself with the uh, love of the game and find his reason for playing. And it looks like he's doing a little more charity work as well. We know Nick, when he plays, he's capable of beating anyone. But that's never been in question. It's just whether or not he can back it up day after day and mentally stay in it and certainly physically stay in it. So if he's taken this opportunity to do a little more work in that area, he can. Certainly, he, he's a top 10 player when he's playing well. There's no question about that. But to be top 10 you've got to commit yourself week in week out hopefully he's ready to do
1: that Roger Federer perhaps for the first time raised concerns whether he's he's finished killer with his comments about his knee and he's hoping to get right for 2021 but no guarantees um do you think he'll get back I don't think we'll see him at the Australian Open yeah it'd be disappointing if we didn't see him down
2: here I I saw that where he just mentioned that the three weeks of the Australian Open has done him a favour, the delay of the Aussie Open has done him a favour because he's not quite sure if he's going to be ready to come down, but still hoping to play in 2021. But it's the first time you really heard him talk a little bit negatively about how his rehab has been coming along. So fingers crossed he does come down here, but it's got to be getting harder for him now. What he's accomplished in the last five or six years, so forget about the rest of his career, but what he's done in the last five or six years has been remarkable considering his age and the way that he's been able to look after his body and stay healthy and stay fit and still compete at that level and put himself in for a chance to win majors. Uh, A remarkable athlete and certainly followed now by Novak and Rafa and what those guys are doing as well. So we can only hope, Kane, that Mm. he comes down here to Australia and if he doesn't, that he takes his time to get himself healthy and fit and we see a little more of Federer in 2021.
0: Uh, just on some footy uh, before we let you go, Killer, and uh, obviously on the board. So important that you get attract sponsors and things like that. Third major sponsor on board for the first time in the club's history with KFC. It's a great result. Yeah.
1: What about Hamish Hartland on the drums? Yeah. That? <laughs> Not Good bad. Too. And uh, Koshi and Kenny acting in the car didn't mind that either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now the boys down there have been doing a great. Job and, and the football department, well, everybody can see what they did in 2020 and we give them a pat on the back. And and certainly the club itself has been working really hard to attract sponsorship. And it's not easy being at Alberton as well and being a suburban club. And I think that's also part of the reason why, even though the China venture this year was being put on hold, that trying to think outside the box and think bigger than a suburban club, and it's been really important for us to do that, to put ourselves on the map in the AFL and to attract sponsors like KFC and GFG and MG. So we we have lots of initials everywhere, don't we, for our sponsorship (laughs) at the moment? But yeah, we welcome KFC to the family. I think it's going to be a great relationship. It's five years, which is a little bit unusual for a major sponsor, and and we thank them for doing that and committing to Port Adelaide, and we're looking forward to it.
1: Well, good on you, mate. Thank you for your contribution to our show this year. It's been outstanding, always insightful. Have a, have a great Christmas and look forward to hopefully a, a more normal calendar of tennis next year.
2: Yeah, beauty, guys.
1: Merry Christmas and have a great 2021.
2: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.